I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about They Said It Can't Be Fixed. Oh, I don't like to hear that. No, I don't think many people do. No. You know, sometimes you're going to find yourself in a situation where your partner or your ex is telling you, you can't fix the problems, there's nothing you can do, they just are done with the situation. Now, Margaret and I have talked about this, and we really find that most situations can be fixed. Yes, you can do something. You can make it better, you can um, sometimes move around it, but you can usually improve a situation, mm -hmm. no matter how bad, if you're willing to work at it. So, sometimes you're going to find yourself in a situation where they're saying it can't be fixed, and it truly can't be fixed. Yeah. Sometimes it can be fixed. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to be looking at one of these situations that's really tricky and we really actually looked over this one a few times before we did today's video. We don't usually do that. No, we don't. But for we, so, we talked about it, yeah. Yes, for, so we really looked at the details of this one where usually stuff is pretty much off the cuff. Yeah. But I said to Margaret, you know, Margaret, let's take a look at this one today because mm -hmm. this is a tougher one. And when we assessed it, we really found some... I see, I think, some smaller details that helped us explore. Make some sense out of it, at least. Yeah. Okay. So, the couple in today's email is in their late 20s, and they've been together for over four years. And around four months ago, they moved in together. And he, she was explaining a little bit about the situation with his family. And she said that he is close to his mom but they shared different ideals. He was very close to his dad, who passed away about seven or eight years ago. She did not hear about any huge issues growing up, but his mom mentioned that she was thinking about divorce before his dad got sick, and she ended up staying with him until he passed away. Now, this is one of those things that Margaret and I looked at, and we thought, may have been a huge impact on this thing. Right. You want to explain what we're thoughts? Well, I can, I can certainly share my thoughts. Um, I thought of this poor woman, his mother, who is ready to leave this man, and then, and I've known this to happen to people, and then he comes up with apparently some sort of terminal illness, and she feels duty-bound to see him through it, for which we, you know, commend her for being a good person but you wonder what that meant for her needs. And what kind of a message was that to her son about what a commitment means? Mm -hmm. So we're thinking about this young man moving in with someone, which certainly looks like a step toward a commitment, and wondering what kind of feelings he may have around commitment. Mm -hmm. Now the, that he has seen his mother be unhappy prior to dad's illness, and I'm sure it would have been difficult to go through it at best, but where she didn't even want to be with him, it might have been absolutely miserable for her. Mm -hmm. So he, in looking at a new commitment, may have found himself a little overwhelmed and not quite known why. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the idea of putting himself in that situation or going through it, maybe on the other end of it, where maybe if something happened with her health, would have really made him feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Right. So. But they know that these are not people who are terribly ver verbal with each other. And so I don't know that she has a sense from anything he's said about more of what's going on in his head. Hmm. Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. Okay. So she goes on to say, we have been having intimacy issues in the past few months. I was mostly initiating, and he stopped being into it. Sometimes he couldn't even finish. When breaking up with me two days after my last attempt, he said it had been bothering him for a while, that he lost his passion and spark in our relationship, and has not felt sexual desire for me in a long time. He lost attraction for me and found other women sexually attractive, but no one specific, which I believe. He didn't think it could be fixed and that I deserve more than what he could give. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I'm thinking is, is, you know, with a relationship with her, at this point there's a real commitment and a bond that is yes. going on with oh, that. Yes. But he isn't looking for that aspect of it right now because it's come on too strong now that they've moved in together. That's what it sounds like to me, that the moving in together was too much for him. Yeah, and so now he's he could still do the lust aspect of it. Right. He's still physically drawn to other women, but he doesn't want the emotional commitment right. or responsibility yeah. right now. And both of those things together sounds like way too much. And, you know, if you'd go a little bit deeper, maybe he couldn't finish because he was afraid she would get pregnant. I didn't think of that, of course. And there of you course. go. Now would he's be the commitment. locked into a relationship yes. the good entire point. time. Good, good point. Yeah. So there's a good aspect of what could be going on there because that obviously would be tied right. to commitment. Okay. He first broke up with me over the phone as we were chatting online while at work. After four years. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. And he started to say things like, it couldn't be fixed. I requested a phone call, as I knew I was working late that day. I was very emotional and kind of angry, which she should be. Right on. Because we had just moved in together yes. four months prior. I get the point. And told him that I couldn't continue this conversation, that I had to see him in person. I stayed at my parents' house that evening and talked to him the next day, which was good because it gave me some time to gather myself. I didn't beg. I told him that I accepted his decision and that if he wants to think it, it's best, it was more of an amicable breakup. But he was crying more than I was and kept answering with, I don't knows and I'm sorry's and I effed up. I wish I had asked him more questions about his feelings, but I was too emotional to think straight. I asked him about the engagement we talked about, and he said he found the ring, but couldn't bring himself to buy it. And that's when he knew. I knew I couldn't change his mind at that point, so we hugged, said our goodbyes, said we loved each other, and said no regrets. Of course, now I regret not fighting harder or resolving our long-standing issue, 
But this is my first relationship and his longest. So I think we are still both learning what it means to be in a long-term relationship. Good point. After all the logistics of me moving out and him paying me back for various things, and one last email in which I asked if we could figure this out together, I had no contact with him for over five weeks. In that time, in addition to watching your videos, I have been going to therapy, hanging out with my friends and family, working hard at my job, joining the gym, and rediscovering my hobbies. Good for her. She's taken the time for herself to use it. Mm-hmm. I did talk to his mom and one of his close friends a week after the breakup, and everyone was shocked. They all thought he was going to propose. Sounds like he was a little shocked, too. I think so. I think so, too. I, I think, think he, he got to the guilty. ring and said, Oh, my God, what do I do now? Yeah. Okay. She goes on to say, I already mentioned his problems with the intimacy and the passion, but for me, I think our biggest issue was lack of communication. We were really terrible about talking about our feelings. That's a huge component. That's giant, yeah. And that's why we don't have a better sense of what might be going on with him. He doesn't tell us. Yeah. Or her. The only conversations we had about intimacy happened after sex which I think just made us both insecure and even more unable to talk about it. Every other aspect about our relationship was great. We shared similar interests, our family loved us, and we were best friends. I still believe he's a great partner. I think we just need to learn how to communicate our needs better. From your videos, I figured out that I have an anxious attachment style, but I can't put my finger on what his is. I think she's right about herself. I think he's avoiding. I do too. Right? He doesn't communicate. No. We don't know what's going on with him. Right. He doesn't share it. And when confronted with too much closeness, he has avoided. Yeah. And the main thing is that they were together for many years. Four years. Then after they moved in together, That's right after. That's when the problem came. Mm -hmm. So I think that the timing kind of gives you a clue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now she asks, I thought sexual attraction ebbs and flows in a long-term relationship. Can it come back in my scenario? Thank you, Craig. I really appreciate all the time and effort you put into these videos. I watch them all day and they help me cope. Okay, so of course, sexual attraction can ebb and flow sure. in any kind of relationship. Of course. It's especially a long-term relationship. It's not always going to be the same. Maybe you go on vacation and have a great time. Sparks things up. Yep. Maybe, you know, you go on a cruise, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? Could be anything. Um, so, sure. But to me, that's not really the problem here. No. Right? I, I think the sexual attraction is only a symptom and that is something that he's not even picking up. I don't think he has a clue. That was just my sense. That he knows how he feels, he's not happy about it, feels like it must be his fault. Um, and can't really answer her when she asks him. And he was crying very hard, as she suggested. Yeah. So, for me, it makes sense that he thinks it can't be fixed. Because he doesn't even know what the problem is. Right. How can you fix a problem if you don't, don't know, what know what it is? It is. It's much harder that way. Right? He's only looking, I think, at the symptom, which is yeah. he's not, right. he's saying he's physically not attracted to her. But like I said, with the other stuff, the deeper stuff going on there, it could have been a commitment thing. He was afraid of getting her pregnant. Yeah. He was afraid of moving right. in together. Right. And then maybe reliving the trauma of what happened with his parents 
mom and dad, dad getting sick, mom having to take care of them. Well, mom being stuck in a commitment she wasn't happy with. Um, and I think, yeah. So, yeah, we don't know, but I think that's the best guess we can make given the timing of it all. Mm -hmm. So, based on what we're seeing here, I just don't feel like the sexual aspect is the big problem. I just think it's a symptom. Right. And it really took us a while to see that because he doesn't communicate. No, he doesn't communicate. So we really worked at this one. <laughs> we had to put pieces of the puzzle together where we didn't have the puzzle pieces. Right. Right? They were minute. But, you know, I think for this guy, he's going to have to figure out that this is much deeper than being sexually attracted to somebody. This is about the commitment, that bond, that connection. He can do lust. He's saying, I can lust over these other women. My biology is working. Yeah. But my all of the aspects and the components that come with the commitment, I think, is really scaring him I off. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah. So, for this to be fixed, this guy has to figure out what's going on with him. And he has to make a decision to communicate. And it doesn't seem like he's really explored that aspect at all. That he's stuck on a, the sexual aspect. Right. And until he goes a lot deeper and really looks at this... But clearly something worked if they were together for four years. Yeah. And she said that he has a lot of great yes. qualities. And that they have common interests and so forth. So, you know, you're going to have to give him some space to work through this, I think and let him see what it would be like not to have you in his life. Right. And that might be enough motivation for him to say, I better figure out what's going on here. And she better tell him by starting to open your mouth and let words come out. <laughs> yeah, talk. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think this is a situation where it can't be fixed. I think it's where you need to explore further, and they have to want to explore further, uh, of what the real problem is. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's a lot of deep underlying issues here that he just hasn't even explored. And he says it. I don't know. I, I believe him. He keeps I saying. He does, I don't think he does know. No, he keeps saying, I don't know. I'm sorry. And I'm she's probably up. exasperated with him. But he doesn't know. So perhaps if he's willing to go get a therapist and talk about this and explore it, you guys can turn things around. But forcing him or trying you to can't. beat things down with, you know, it's not going to work. And you right. knew that. You instinctually backed off. He has to make good. a decision to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if he's willing to talk about it and deal with it, I think it can be fixed. Uh, you just maybe have to reframe it and say, well, maybe we need to look at a deeper issue here and see if there's something else going on. But I'm sorry he was sort of willing to write himself off and say this can't be fixed. Mm -hmm. He thought he was doomed, I think, to a life of being alone, maybe. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. I hope not either. All right, so this is a tough situation, but you know, you're going to have to think about this. You're going to have to see that there's more going on with him that he's been able to express. And do you really want to be with a partner that can't right. figure out what is going on with them internally and talk about it? Because yeah. life's going to be really difficult if you can't talk to your oh, partner. Oh, yes, indeed. Right. And none of the things that hold you together, like that emotional intimacy that we talked about a little earlier today, is going to be there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, 
That's it for this video. If you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching, and if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available for Skype yes, coaching. and I look forward to talking with you. So you can sign up by just clicking on Margaret at the top of my website page, and I'll send you instructions once you do. Uh, that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. If you would like professional help with your situation, please contact us at askcraig.net.